Hey, this is Victor with VentoBot, and on today's episode of Don't Kill the Messenger, I have Jenny, I'm sorry, Jenny Bellinger. I apologize for messing that up, but we will be talking about sales and how to really go about it through a relational relationship type of um, point of view. She works with rock star moms, really, who, who work in direct sales to help them have financial freedom so that they can spend more time, even more time with their kids. Um, and I know that's one thing that's important to me as well. I'm not a mom, but I am a dad. And before we begin, if you're ready to actually break out of the best kept secret, um, just you're kind of stuck there and you're ready to just transition to that go-to celebrity, then head on over to ventobot.com forward slash book to get your free copy of the complete automation strategy so that you can generate never ending leads and break out of that best kept secret like syndrome. So, hey, Jenny, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So, um, again, tell us a little bit more about yourself before we kind of dive right in because I know we're going to be talking about sales and, and kind of do's and don'ts and whatnot today. Yeah, absolutely. So I myself was in a direct sales business for seven years. During that time, I earned all the things, the, the trips, the car bonuses, the, the cash bonuses, basically anything that when you look at a network marketer and go, okay, what would I consider success? If they do this, 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 you know, checked yeah. all the boxes, right? I had a successful team that was working and I really loved helping them. And what I figured out about five years into my seven year business was um, I had this moment of, man, if I could just get paid to help people be successful in direct sales, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. That's and awesome. so it, it, right then the universe started introducing me to coaches <laughs> and uh, eventually- I yeah. Right. That. And eventually, eventually I figured out, Oh wait, the universe is trying to like go, Hey, opportunities knocking, go be a coach, go be a coach. This is exactly what you asked for. You said you wanted to help yeah. people be successful. And so uh, a little over three years ago, I pursued certification as a professional coach. Uh, so that way I would have not only my experience in direct sales, but being able to actually know how to uh, proactively hold people accountable to the goals that they set for themselves and help mm -hmm. them break down those goals and turn them into action plans. Cause most people know how to set a goal. That's yeah. not hard. Yeah. I want to make a million dollars by right. Not yeah, a hard thing part. to do. That's super easy. The hard part is going, okay, now what, <laughs> <laughs> how, how am I going to make that million dollars materialize? Right. Yeah. So I can actually help people break those goals into action plans. And then based on what they say they want to do, I can help hold them accountable on a weekly or even daily basis. So that way they get those things done. And so I, uh, I've been doing that for three years. Um, and in this whole process, I ended up, um, meeting Steve Ulsher, which is how I met you yeah. and, uh, ended up starting a podcast, uh, through, uh, Doug Sandler and Strickland Bonner with the nice guys on business. And my podcast uh, launched last year. Well, I shouldn't say last year. My podcast launched in 2019 and I, um, it's called badass direct sales mastery. And I am the direct sales Dom who helps women whip their business into shape. Nice. Okay. Yeah. I, I love it. And there's a, there, there's a lot of things with sales. Um, I know personally, and I'm sure people come to you like this. They're like, man, I just suck at it. Mm -hmm. I used to think that all the time. And I think it was because 
and I'm sure you're going to talk about this, but I, like, I, I, have, I found like scripts and all this stuff, like, okay, I got to use this and I got to follow this. And it just felt so awkward. You know, it just, it was like, that's not me, you know? So yeah. I, I'm sure you have a lot to say about that and I'll, I'll kind of let you take over from there, but that's, I know there's a different way of doing it and there's a way, so you're not feeling like slimy and kind of like, ugh, I feel horrible <laughs> for making that sell. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants that. And and I think that's what actually holds most people back from being great, really great at sales is because everybody has that fear. And that's the number one thing that holds them back from sale, from the sales conversation is they don't want to come across as slimy and ew, as you said. So what, what, what I actually work with my clients on is helping them understand that the reason that people feel that way is because they approach the conversation with dollar signs in their eyes. Makes sense. Yep. Right. It was all about, am I going to, how do I get the money from them? But when you approach a sales conversation, wanting to get to know the other person, finding out what are their needs, what are their wants, what are their desires? And then do you have something, a product or a service that, fulfills that need, that want, or that desire. And if you do, then you get to have the conversation to say, you know, hey, based on what you said, it sounds like we've got a great connection here. Would you like to talk more about that? Would you like to learn more about this thing that I have that you said you want, right? Because then it's permission-based selling. You're requesting the permission to have the conversation. And because you've already developed the relationship by actually asking questions, listening to their responses. And then in some cases, as you become a better seller, one of the things you learn to do to help develop a deeper relationship with people is you actually repeat back some of what they say. This is something called mirroring. And when you mirror the language that they use, what this actually does is it tells their brain, they go, Ooh, they're listening to me. This person is actually listening because you're using the same words. Because if you're not listening, you can't use the same words, right? True, yeah. So having that conversation with them and really paying attention to what they, uh, who they are and what they want and what they need, um, then allows you to get to the point where you can actually help them make a decision to buy. That's the key word. Help them make the decision to buy. You aren't selling them. You're educating them so that by the time they are ready to make the purchase, you're the go-to. I I love it. And it's, it's true. (laughs) There's that whole, this is going to sound super cliche. I'm not a fan of cliches, but I feel like it works really well here. I was like, the reason we have two ears is because we're meant to listen more than we are to speak. Um, And like, I am under the philosophy, a lot of what I believe is like conversations really build relationships and that leads to business. Uh, so I, I feel like there was, it just works really well together what you're saying, you know, because like you, you can't have a conversation if you have an end goal that you want to impose upon the other person. Um, because there are, people aren't all the right fit. I mean, I feel like right now um, with what's going on in the world and everything like that, some people may be like, well, sales aren't happening because no one wants to buy. And I feel, and I'm curious on your opinion on this, but I feel people necessarily aren't um, like buying or adverse to buying something. They're more mm-hmm. risk averse right now. Absolutely. You know? So I'm curious of what, like what you kind of have to say about that is, 
and, and it, it kind of, I feel like that plays along with, like if you're listening, you can really understand and speak to what it is that they're afraid of risking. Exactly. Because one thing that you want to keep in mind is money is security. It's psychological mm-hmm. security. So every time you are helping someone make the decision to buy with you, you're, when, you, when they've made the decision that, yes, you are the person, it's because they feel psychologically safe to share part of their security with you. Because when the money they give you, they can't give anybody else because it's yeah. now that, that transfer of energy has already occurred, right? Yeah. That they can't give that to anybody else. Now, hopefully, if they're of an abundance mindset, they realize more money is going to come in so that they can- yeah. Share the wealth, right? Because that's where that's part of abundance. Abundance isn't hoarding, hoarding, hoarding. Abundance is knowing that there's more coming, so I can share with you, right? Yeah. At its most base, I think. And so, when you can have that conversation in these times, but you know, sales in the times, it's sales in the time of COVID. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, that's, a, that's a tagline. If you have. <laughs> There you go. Title of the podcast, y'all. Sales in the time of COVID. <laughs> I'm going to use that for the title of this episode. Sales Please in the time do. of COVID. Please <laughs> do. Um, really, you're going to want to make sure that what you have is something that they need in this time or desire. And because what they're doing is you're helping them make the decision that you're a safe person to share their security with. And so I do believe that sales are happening right now. It's just our, our spending has really changed, right? Yeah. Because everybody's buying toilet paper and cleaning supplies and <laughs> yeah. you know, personal protective equipment, PPE, right? Yeah. Something that none of us knew what that was six weeks ago. And now we can all identify with PPE. Yeah. Um, we've just transferred our spending, right? So it, when, when we begin to make that shift back towards something that looks a little more like what normal used to be, although we're never going to be the same again. Oh yeah, absolutely. Knowing how to shift and pivot your sales conversation so that as we get closer to going back to the new normal, as I'm calling it, you're going to have a quicker rebound from this time of quote unquote, economic downturn. I don't think there's an economic downturn. I think things are just sluggish and the transfer of spending has changed. Because yeah. as long as we believe that there's a recession, then we're less likely to spend money. But the truth is, is while there are people who are unfortunately out of work, yeah. while there are people who are furloughed, so they have a job when things get closer to back to normal, yeah. there is some transfer spending there. But luckily we, what I've seen happen in this time is there are a lot of people who are stepping up to help their fellow man. And I love it. I am Mm -hmm. seeing so much more generosity now than even six months ago when everything was great. So I, I think sales are still here. They're just different. That's all. Yeah. That, so that's, I, I, I completely resonate with that in the, in the sense of I mean, we're not necessarily stopping spending. We are, like, I, I've probably ordered more from Amazon in the last, like, month than I, I have, like, overall. You know, mm-hmm. like, I nor- like, I have it. I have Amazon Prime and everything, but I just don't normally buy things from there. Like, every now and then I'm like, oh, I need this little thing, and I go get it. 
you know, but recently just because I can't go out necessarily and get it, it's just like, I've been ordering online, yeah. you know, like we've phoned in more orders from restaurants than I've ever done in the past. Like I've never done that. I usually go and make a decision like we're going to go sit down and wait and do the thing. But like people are calling in their orders and they're like, there's just a different way of buying. I think that's what you're definitely getting at. Yeah. So yeah. And we just have to, the ones who really pivot and adjust to that are the ones who are going to be successful compared to the ones who are like business as usual. This is the way sales is. If you don't buy, you don't buy, you know? like. Yeah. And I think one of the, the, the things that a lot of direct sales people are really nervous about having the conversation right now mm-hmm. is the business opportunity business opportunity that they actually have to offer. Because again, six months ago when everything was great, having the conversation with somebody about a plan B, plan C, or a plan D stream of income, people were kind of not paying attention to that. And now there's a whole bunch of people who are sitting there going, I thought my 100% secure job was 100% secure. And they have now found out that it's not. There are some things that happen that make our life, that totally change our lives and make these once 100% secure jobs not secure anymore. Absolutely. And so th- there are more people open to plan B opportunities as long as you have the right conversation with them because um, offering the business opportunity in direct sales is another form of sales yeah. because you are selling a business to them and mm-hmm. helping them understand what the benefit is to them. So again, this recession, times of recession are actually one of the biggest times of growth for direct sales industries because all of a sudden people go, ooh, I, need, I now have, anybody who had the excuse of, I don't have the time, well, guess what? They yeah, have time. But time now. <laughs> yeah. That's right? all you got. Yeah. They have time now. Um, You know, the other uh, objection in the past when things are great is, well, I don't really need them, but I don't really need the money. So, you know, but now they're like, "Mm, an extra couple hundred bucks a month sounds really great right now. Right. Um, Or more if depending on how much they're working their business. So having that conversation with people to help them understand what their options are, Um, you know, and certainly I hope people who are listening to this, because a lot of people are reaching out to me going, Hey, I've got all these people trying to like sign me up for their direct sales business. And they want to, you know, sell me this and sell me that. What do I do? And I'm like, listen, just listen, how, because you never know if there might be a good fit for you. Um, it, it really is about where you have a passion, whether it's health and wellness, whether it's about um, appearance. So, you know, skincare, jewelry, cl- you know, there are clothing companies out there. There yeah. are so many different companies out there. If, you're, if your desire is um, for beautiful homes, they have companies that do home decor. They have nails. They my nail polish is a direct sales nail polish. I mean, they have nail polish. It's crazy. That's there funny. are so I didn't many. Know that. That's funny. Yeah, right? That's crazy. Yeah. It, there are so many different options out there. So if whatever it is that you are passionate about, there is probably a company that sells it and you could be making money at it. So, you know, really starting to try and get people to open up to the idea of a plan B opportunity. This is the time to do it. And then, you know, again, the whole sales conversation, 
learning how to have a sales conversation in a way that doesn't make you feel like the used car salesman of, of, of stereotypical lore. Um, you know, it really is about build the relationship, find out about people, and then how can I help you? And oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, a portion of the time, your product or service is not what's best for them. But if you can connect them to the, to the person who solves their, their top of mind problem, you now become their go-to for everything. So when they do need your product or service, they're going to come to you. Yeah. And that like, again, exactly what you mentioned before, like it's, it's really about relationships and having the right conversations. Like you have to listen and build a relationship before so that you can have good conversations. Because if you're, if you're having like, one of the things I always say is like, it's not a good conversation unless it leads to another. Um, Mm. Because if you're not listening and interacting and really like actively paying attention to what the other person is telling you, then it's, that's going to be the last conversation you probably have with that person. Right. Cause like, just like you mentioned where you're, you're paying attention you're like, Oh, okay. I can't help you. Let, let's say for example, someone says like, Oh, I'm a restaurant comes to me. Like that's not who we work with ever in like in the Facebook ads world. But if they come to me, but they're like, Hey, we need someone who can do this and this to kind of help us. I'm like, Oh, okay. It sounds like that is, I don't know, like a CEO or something. And then I'm like, I can connect you with someone that I know that does that because I don't touch that. And right. then, like, if they ever become ready, I might know someone who does Facebook ads for restaurants and it's still not me, but like, again, it get, it gets them, like you mentioned, it gets them used to coming to me as the connector for all of that. And that's very important so that you can like just build your network because who knows, uh, let, yeah. you know, I work with coaches and consultants. So then they, you have others come to them. They're like, Hey, someone can run Facebook ads. Like this person does it for restaurants, but this person does it for coaches and consultants. You want to talk to them or something like that. Right. It's like, it just feeds itself. And I, I love that that's kind of like the way you're, you're teaching people and really going about it. Cause it's important. Um, because again, like sales are different in the sales in the time of COVID. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I, I do love it. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be the title of this. Episode. <laughs> so it's going to be great. Um, but yeah, well, I, I guess, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, conversations I've had with a lot of my clients right now, their big fear is seeming opportunistic right now. Oh, right. Okay. Right. Because of what's going on. And I said, I definitely understand that. And as you have the conversation, if you start with the permission based, you know, Hey, I'm so sorry you lost your job. I'm so sorry that you're out of work right now. That really sucks. Give them time to listen or give them time to talk and then listen and then be able to say, you know, would you be open to a business opportunity? And if they say no, don't push it. Because yeah. at least now you've, you've planted the seed, which you want to start with, because they may not have realized that they had an opportunity, or maybe they did, and your company or your product is not their number one passion, or um, they may not feel like they want to do that. But it will certainly plant the seed that a business opportunity is out there. And so that may cause them to go seek other companies and you can at least have the conversation. If not my company, is there, do you think there's another product that you might be more drawn to? Cause I'm telling you in the direct sales world, we know other direct sales people because we are all very well connected in the direct sales world. And so, you know, if, 
let's say oils is not somebody's thing, but they love the idea of selling nail polish, nail stickers. I mean, that's essentially what this is a nail sticker that's made out of nail polish. It's amazing. I'm not, I'm trust me. I don't work for that company, but I freaking love it because it's, I, I could do my nails at home and they look professional. It's fabulous. <laughs> there you go. Oh, let me tell you, I'm missing out on my mani pedis, y'all. So. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about how we're going to look after this with, with haircuts. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The roots and everybody's acrylic nails. Now, I didn't have acrylic nails, but I was a, a gel nail type of girl. And so I, as soon as the, the, the nail company people started posting on Facebook, I was like, oh. <gasps> that's how I'm going to get my nails done while I'm stuck at home. There so that's, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It sounds like they're paying attention. They're pivoting because they did a lot with in-person, which obviously mm-hmm. we can't right now. We have to physically distance ourselves. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't educate people online and show people showcase what's happening online and what is possible because now it's like, it's just a quick, let me send it to you. And like, you know, yeah. It sounds like that's kind of what the what what that transaction was like for you. And I think it's really just having the right mindset about what's going on too because all of these people who are with this nail company for example, um their biggest competitor were nail salons. Well, guess what? Those are closed now. Yeah. This should be their biggest sales time. Oh but yeah. A lot of them are so scared to sell. Um but a lot of people who are missing their mani pedis that you know dude, this is such an easy sell. I'm telling you because you see people sharing their problem. Oh my God, I miss my manicurist. I miss my pedicures. Okay. Well here, here's one that costs less than your previous manicure and you can do it at home while you're sitting at home bored anyway. Yeah. Dudette, I'm going to tell you something right now that just because you use dude, (laughs) something I was, I was just, I just got done with my mastermind coach. Um, like I spent six hours earlier this morning. Wow. And yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was fun. It was the first time we did it virtual. We usually go in person and it was supposed to be in Austin, Texas and whatnot. Um, oh, wow. Um, yeah, that was, it was all planned and everything. But now, um, one thing that they brought up at this time with everything going, being people forcing online is this is the time where the top leaders right now are either going to become even better leaders or they're going to fall And there's going to be new leaders that rise up because Mm -hmm. they're the ones, like you said, they're the ones in this nail space, for example, nail salons, it, unfortunately it happens. They, they can't really do anything about it. Right. Other than like maybe going online, selling a couple of products that way, but I don't know how that like logistically how that would work. Whereas Mm -hmm. the direct sales version of this, they focus on the relationships. They can, scoop up that market share and it's not opportunistic people are looking for they're like i want this like they still have like that money that they didn't that they were using there they're not using or you're using elsewhere right now right so why not just pivot it back to what they were doing and get them used to coming to a person and building a relationship with a person and you know like they're going to be the new leaders that rise up whereas these nail salons now are going to fall unfortunately you know and it's not opportunistic it's just I was watching Lion King the other day or something on Disney, Disney nature. And I was talking to my daughter about the circle of life, referring back to Lion King because she was watching an actual lion take down a zebra. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I done? (laughs) But like, it's, it happens, but it Mm -hmm. all circles back into itself. Business will look different. 
-hmm. Relationships will look different. Travel will look different. Like it will never be the same. And, you know, it, it just exactly as you mentioned, it's not opportunistic. It's just, it's a, obviously depending on how you go about it. Right. But it's definitely the way you have to go about it, right? You have to look at it from a point of view of like, what do they need? Absolutely. And one of the things I, I, I love the whole mindset shift. I mean, that's, that's the easiest way to help change, um, change someone's behavior is to help them shift the way they think about things. Right. And so as we begin to look at what things are going to look like in the future, so many people are like, it's never going to be the same. And they say it as if what used to be is the best it could be. And it's like, we have an opportunity to make things even better in the new normal. So, you know, thinking about the way things were, you know, and realizing the way things can be, because now we have an opportunity that when, when we are, when they finally lift the shelter in place, um, you know, directives, recommendations, whatever you want to call it, right? When they finally lift those, we have an opportunity to really begin to set, look at our lives and say, okay, what really matters now? What do we want to bring back? What are the things that we didn't need that we had anyway? And and this is going to allow us as businesses to start yeah. thinking about, okay, what was I doing before that wasn't serving me that I had to stop doing, maybe I won't do it anymore now, right? Yep. It, it, it makes it easier to slough off that which wasn't serving us, but mm-hmm. we didn't realize it because life was too good. You know, we were, we were automatons living, uh, many of us, and even yeah. those of us who are slightly more conscious about how we go about things, we were still autonomous in, in certain aspects of our lives. And now we don't have to be. And now we're going to be more conscious, hopefully more conscious about how we go about life moving forward. And especially how we go about life in the sales aspect of our businesses. Um, because now being around people is going to be a luxury. Yeah. So kind of just to, to kind of sidebar real quick, something that you mentioned, like, the way we interact was going to be forever different. Um, and it's, I, I had, um, I had a guest come in in that mastermind and they were talking about how saying, just saying hello to people in your neighborhood right now holds a much different weight than it used to. Mm. Because sure, we're all walking around, we're people, we're, you know, we're, we're doing the whole physical distance. We're staying six feet apart and whatnot. But like, the fact that we're, we, we're all going through this together, we're all staying at home and then like seeing someone and you're just like, hey, like it might be a neighbor that you, that you normally just see, you're like, hey, and then you're kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. But it holds a different weight nowadays. Seeing that person, you're kind of like, you're, like, you're still here with me and we're all doing this, right? It's kind of like different. And I like that you did touch on, yeah, we've been, I guess, kind of blind um, I'm not going to even try to say autonomous, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, we've been kind of just blind to like just going through the motions of things and yeah, everything mm-hmm. is going to be different. But I think that's what I'm most excited about. Like, because what happened last time there was some type of recession, right? With air quotes here because mm-hmm. Uber came out of that. Yeah. Like how much do we love that? How much has that changed people's lives? Right. What, what's coming out of this? Like, you know, what's about to happen that's going to just completely rock all our worlds? You know, it's going to be great. And it's, 
you know, and, and it only happens with opportunities like this. And if, you're, if you offer those opportunities, I feel like you're, you're definitely able to help make that difference. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think these, these times of recession, um, times of slowdown are the greatest thing to ever happen to entrepreneurship um, because we have opportunity to really slow down and think things through before we do it. Um, But then we're also in some cases, well, what do I have to lose? Screw it. (laughs) You know, I'm just going to go for it. Right. Might as well. Right. Yeah. Because here's the thing. I started, I started my direct sales business in 2010, which I live in the Midwest, which means that's when we were hitting the peak of the recession, Mm -hmm. the, the real estate recession that happened starting in 2008 for the coasts. Um, you know, it was finally really hitting us in 2010 and you know, I was like, all right, I got to do something. So that's when I jumped into business myself. So a a lot of people, when my clients say, well, gosh, who's going to start a business now? And I'm like, oh, I did 10 years ago. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, just imagine you're hiring me. Would you like to have me on your team? Go find me. Yeah. Right. You know, and they're like, oh, good idea. Hadn't thought of it that way. So it's just, you don't have to sell to everybody. You don't have to recruit everybody. What you want to do is sell to and recruit the right people. That is how you build an amazing business in the direct sales world. Yeah, I love it. So I know we're kind of wrapping up on time here. Um, And I I know there's going to be people with a lot more questions. Um, So how can we connect with you? Uh, Do you have something to kind of share with the audience here? Absolutely. So if after hearing all of this, you guys decide that I'm someone that you would like to have a a deeper conversation with to see um, how I can maybe help you, I do, I am offering a complimentary coaching service. session, complimentary coaching session. And the way that you can set that up with me is by uh, sending my name, which is Jenny, J-E-N-N-I-E, text that to the number 64600. So text my name, Jenny, to 64600. And you'll see on there, there's a, a place for you to go ahead and schedule your own complimentary coaching session. I love it. No, definitely reach out to Jenny here. Um, especially if you're in the direct sales world and you're looking to really understand how to pivot and how to like what the next step really is. Like, what's the next right thing? I feel like I keep referencing Disney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you're at home all day with your kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, I get it. I'm there too. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely reach out to Jenny and get it and, and take advantage of what, what she's offering right now. Definitely. Uh, get that complimentary coaching session so that you can understand what to do next and and come out of this on the other end successfully. Mm -hmm. That's the plan. I mean, thank you so much for having me on uh, because I really, I hope from this that at least one person can go, oh, okay, sales doesn't seem so scary or bad now, right? And you don't have to be scared of it. Sales is what actually gets this world to turn if it weren't yeah. for sales, there would be no business done. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So uh, definitely reach out to Jenny. And uh, before I forget, if you're serious about breaking out of that best kept secret syndrome and moving into the go-to celebrity in your market, then head on over to bentobot.com forward slash book to get your free copy of the complete automation strategy four phases that we take our private clients through to generate never-ending leads. Until next time, I'm Victor with Ventabot. 
See ya.